You are listening to episode 77 of the Tennis Files podcast. How to crush your goals in 2019. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Welcome to the Tennis Files Podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mirban Iranshad. Hey everyone, welcome to another fantastic episode of the Tennis Files Podcast. My name is Mirban Iranshad, and this podcast is here to help you improve your game and reach the next level. Today is another solo episode. I like uh, and enjoy doing these every once in a while. And today I want to give you a framework for how to set and then crush your goals for the upcoming year. Uh, By the time you listen to this, it will be 2019. So I'm really excited for you and the opportunities that await. I think that's what kind of mindset you should have. And you know, the, the key here is It's really important for us to first, so the first step here is to evaluate how your 2018 went. So you want to look back and and first ask yourself, what goals did you set for 2018? And then which of these goals did you actually end up accomplishing and how long did it take to accomplish those goals? And what's really important here is to ask yourself in particular for those goals that you may not have reached or that took a long time, dig deep and ask yourself what the reason for not reaching those goals was and, and try to be very honest with yourself because this is the part where you're going to be able to figure out what exactly was the impediment to you um, not accomplishing what you set out to accomplish. And you know, if you didn't accomplish all your goals, don't pound yourself for it because it, it happens to the best of us. But obviously, moving forward, we want to accomplish as many big goals uh, as we can, the ones that will really matter and push us to the next level. And so a lot of times, uh, more often than, than not, the reason why you didn't reach your goals is because your goal was not well-defined and specific enough. Uh, I know for myself in the past, I've told myself something very broad that I wanted to accomplish. For example, oh, I want to improve my tennis game. Sure, you want to improve it, but what are you actually going to do? So that in itself, that goal there is so broad that I don't really have a, a plan or, or any specificity to guide me in figuring out what direction to take. So once you've done this sort of debrief of 2018 uh, to help you move forward, then the next step is to, of course, set new goals. So ask yourself, what are you specifically going to improve in your game and how long will it take to, to make that improvement and how will you improve that part of your game? And so this is akin to setting what's called SMART goals, which I have um, published a couple of articles about. I think it's a very important concept. And when we say SMART goals, they mean they, they stand for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. And I will link to the articles that I just mentioned about on the show notes page. It's tennisfiles.com slash 77. So you can go there right now and then find those articles at the bottom 
of the show notes page. But so for example, an example of a SMART goal would be something like this. My goal is to be able to hit 10 kick serves in a row within three weeks so that I will have a stronger uh, second serve. And I'll accomplish this by practicing my kick serve for 45 minutes a day every other morning. So this is obviously quite specific. It's measurable because you have those numbers there. You have the duration and you also even have how many kick serves you'd like to hit. And it's, it's something that is attainable. And it's also obviously very relevant to improving your game, improving your second serve by improving your kick serves. And then it's, of course, it's time bound because you're giving yourself deadline. And I I know for myself, I work really well when I am given a deadline because uh, otherwise I rely on my ungodly talent, of course, uh, to get things done at the last minute, which uh, I'm notorious for doing, but I've, I've been trying to kick that habit in and block time uh, for things as we'll discuss in a minute. But as I've also mentioned when you in other podcasts and, and articles as well, is that the goal that you set should be something that significantly improves your ROI, aka your return on investment. So it should be some sort of change that will really make the biggest impact on your game as possible because you don't want to try to be improving 10 different things at a time or several different things at a time, it's much easier and gives you a better chance of success uh, if you concentrate on one change at a time. So for example, let's say for me, I think the biggest thing and biggest part of my game to improve would actually be my second serve as well. So I would concentrate on that because that has huge ranging effects. I mean, that will reduce the double faults. Um, It'll put me in a better position to start the point, serving half the time in matches or, you know, half or a quarter if it's for doubles. So uh, something something um, that's very fruitful in terms of um, improving it to help your overall performance and results uh, is the best type of goal to set. So set that type of big impact ROI goal first. And then the key is once you set this goal, don't just keep it in your head and then forget about it. You want to write the goal down in a notebook. So I recommend keeping a journal. I have a a simple hardbound journal that I have. Uh, I can't remember if I stole it from work or not. I don't think so. But in any case, keep a journal or if you'd like, you can take your notes, uh, make notes online, maybe at uh, Google Docs. And what's even even better, in addition to uh, keeping a journal, is to keep a tracker and actually track what you, you know when you uh, practice what you're trying to improve. And we'll also talk about that in a moment, but I just want to go in order here. So once you write the goal down in in your uh, notebook or somewhere else, and it's a, a specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound goal, you want to plan a consistent schedule for cons- achieving that goal. And this is extremely, extremely important because you can tell yourself, oh, I, I want to be able to hit 10 kick serves in a row um, within three weeks. But if you... And you can write it down too, but if you don't actually make the plan to do it, then it's not going to happen. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's important to plan and then take action. Those are, those are hugely important and often people fall short of those, of those very important steps. So plan the consistent schedule for achieving the goal. So for example, I can tell myself, okay, I will practice my 
second serve three times a week at 7.30 a.m. in the morning before work. Another example, I will ask my hitting partners to spend 20 minutes of practice four times a week on serve and return so that I can practice my second serve. And then schedule your practice sessions in Google Calendar or any calendar app that you normally use. And also another tip is to use the recurring event option so you don't have to manually create the same event each day. So there's an option that you can check when you create a, a calendar event that will where you can set it to be, for example, every day or every week or something like that. So you want to do that and block it out. So when you look at your calendar each day, which I highly encourage doing, you're going to see that block of time that is reserved. So and and once it's there, do not let anything interfere with it. Don't schedule any other things on top of that practice time uh, because you have to prioritize in order to to actually accomplish your goals here and be consistent about it. So block out the time on your calendar and stick with it. And another huge tip here, um, once you've written your goal down um, and you've planned a consistent schedule for, for working on it, you want to attach accountability to your goal. Think back to a lot of the accomplishments you've um, you've made or performed in school, for example, we, we've completed so many assignments because they're due and we know that our teacher is waiting on them. But for a lot of us, like I mentioned about myself, if we're not either if there's no deadline given or more importantly, even if there's no accountability then we're just going to slack off. So what I recommend to make yourself more accountable to, uh, for achieving your goal is to tell your coach or a fellow player and or a close friend about your goal so that you have to follow through or else you'll have to face embarrassment and failure for not achieving it. And, you know, that's something that's really powerful because if I tell someone, like if I tell my coach, for example, that, hey, you know, it's my goal to do, to accomplish this in a few weeks, or if I tell that to a uh, a friend, I know that they'll be expecting at least any good coach or good good friend or player would be expecting me to have accomplished that goal. So I know that I need to really get my butt in gear and do that. So that that's that's really important. That's a big tip there. Attach accountability, and you're you're very much more likely to achieve any goal that you set out. Another trick too is to post your goal in a Facebook group. Uh, really, don't be afraid. Just put yourself out there. No one is going to jump out of the computer and uh, punch you in the head. That technology is coming in 10 years, but not right now. Uh, (laughs) So what I have done is I've actually written down my goal and then posted my goal into a Facebook group. So I'm not just suggesting things that I have no idea about here. I like to suggest things that I've actually tried. And so it's more specifically here is last year I was actually hemming and hawing over when to do my online tennis summit. So when to host that, I've actually hosted two of these so far. I'm sure many of you have heard me talk about at various times. So I was kind of uh, ambivalent about when to set the date and how to approach it, what subject the summit should be on, and a whole host of other things that would that are basically called analysis paralysis, which we never want to get into or get in a state of. And so I finally decided after getting sick of, of my hesitations that you know what, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to, and I want to be held accountable. So what I did was I wrote down my smart goal for the summit. I then took a picture of that goal with my phone, very simple. And then I posted it to a Facebook group because I knew that if I had exposed my goal to a bunch of people, that at least some of them would remember that. 
And so I felt, I instantaneously felt like, you know what, I'm committed to this. I'm going to make it happen. I can't let these people down who I told uh, the summit about. Uh, so it's the same type of thing that you can do with your goals. You can let people know about it so then you'll be held accountable. And it's very also relatable to uh, a very common example of gym partners. So, and I've actually experienced this lately because I've uh, changed up my workout routines for certain days. And so I've actually been going to the gym with my girlfriend, which has been a really fun experience. And there've been a couple times where either she or I have been sitting on the couch, which is a very comfortable couch, by the way, shout out to Bob's Furniture, whatever that place is called. And, you know, either she's felt a little bit tired or I felt a little bit tired and we've kind of suggested suggested at various points, uh, you know, should we go? And then the other person has been big enough to say, no, we need to go. We've got to go. And so that's, a, that's an example of accountability. And similarly, if, if you're going with a buddy to work out, um, you're way more likely to get, go to the gym and work out um, because you know that person is going to show up rather than if you're just going by yourself, then you know that there's no impact. So the, those are just examples to kind of further illustrate the power of accountability. So the next very important thing, as I alluded to here, is to track your progress. So it is very crucial to track the effort that you're putting in for your particular goal that you're trying to reach. Otherwise, you won't know how you're doing. So I recommend that you use Google Sheets or any sort of notebook, but Google Sheets is much easier and um, you, you can call upon Google Sheets anywhere. But I, I love Google Sheets and, and the other similar apps because I can type on my computer and then it's saved to the cloud, I think it is. And, and then I can also access Google Sheets from my phone. So it's really fantastic. And so what I, what I would suggest that you do is open up a new spreadsheet in Google Docs or whatever you know, uh, platform you'd like to use and set it up with something like the following columns. They're very, very simple. Uh, on, the, on one column, put the date, the next column, description of what you practice, whether it's your second serve, volleys, footwork, etc. And then put the time that you practice. So 7.30 to 8.30 a.m. or etc. And then also the duration of the practice. And then also very importantly, describe how the session went. So what went well and what did not go so well. And this type of spreadsheet would also be excellent for tracking other things like your matches or your training, your diet, things like that. Obviously change is needed, but I highly suggest tracking. And the reason why, um, and I was reminded of this in a, a great book called The Compound Effect. So The Compound Effect, great book. And, and this is kind of where I was reminded about this concept of tracking. Because if you think about it, all the top athletes and performers in the world are tracking their progress. They're tracking their training sessions, what type of exercise exercises, sets, reps, how they're feeling, VO2 max, etc. They're tracking the food that they eat. They're tracking their statistics in their matches and their games. And the reason they do this is because every little bit counts. And if you're, if you want to be a high performer truly and reach the next level, you need to track what you're doing. So the thing is every little bit counts because an example in this book, The Compound Effect, which I'll again link on the show notes page, it's tennisfiles.com slash 77, is that the number one golf and I, I think these were from either 2009 or th 2010 statistics, but the number one golfer in the world earned five times as much as a number 10 golfer in 2009. And the difference was only a two-stroke average. 
which doesn't seem like much, but it resulted in a huge difference, uh, a huge monetary difference. So, uh, so every little improvement really does make a huge difference. So if you're tracking, then you know exactly what's going on and, and you can stare right in the face what you've been doing. So if, if you're not tracking, you know, how much junk food you're eating, for example, then, oh, you know, you might be able to forget about it or not really think about it. But if you have to track and write down every day that you're eating three cheese puff bags, which I'm sure I've done in my lifetime, probably more, but that's no good. If you have to track that, I mean, first off, it's 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 hard. It would be hard for me. I, I wouldn't even want to write that down. So that by itself kind of encourages me to not eat something like that. And also, you know, you're staring what you're doing in the face. So if I'm looking at my results, I can plainly see that, hey, I'm not eating right. I'm not sleeping well. I'm not practicing as much as I should be. And so then you can adjust from there. So I, I love tracking what I'm doing. I'm really enjoying it and it's really helping me a lot. And I want tracking your progress to help you too. And it's so simple. You just, you have to, you only have to set out like three minutes a day, really. So it, it's, it's super easy. And if, if, if you're just updating one goal, I mean, it takes like a minute. So do that every day. I, I think ideally as either you're part of your morning or evening routine before you wind uh, down for bed or when you wake up after you drink a couple of glasses of water, after you do your, your morning exercise or journaling, etc. Other things that I highly recommend. Um, but anyway, track your progress for sure. And then I know that a lot of us will eventually hit roadblocks, right? So we'll, there'll, there'll be many times where we'll set our goal and follow the steps I outlined, and then we'll have some trouble reaching them, right? So in that case, you want to be, as Brad Stein mentioned in the previous podcast episode, episode 76 at tennisfiles.com slash 76, Brad mentioned that you need to become a true student of the game. So in these cases where you're having trouble, seek coaching and help, okay? So the key here is when we all hit roadblocks, we should not give up, of course. We got to keep going, be persistent, and do everything that you can do to solve the problem. So again, if you're consistently practicing and still not improving, you want to find a good coach to help you through sticking points, find a good player to watch you play alternatively, and also excellent choices I've mentioned many times. And I know uh, Ian Westerman from Essential Tennis is hammered on this uh, on my previous tennis summit. And I think in my latest podcast episode with him a, a few back uh, is to record video of yourself with your smartphone or a camera and tripod and watch it and also have your coach watch it because sometimes, you know, practicing alone isn't enough. You need some help. So, so go out and get it. And if you have this sort of attitude and take these steps and you'll eventually blast through your sticking points. So that, that's a fantastic thing to do. Another concept that I don't think is really utilized, but I think is very highly effective. And once again, has helped me a lot is to attach a reward for sticking with your goal. And the reason why is because if we attach a reward to an action, we're much more likely Likely to follow through on that action. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. So, for example, here, bringing it back 
to tennis again. Here's one. Here's a reward that I can attach to practice. So if I practice my serve 45 minutes in the morning, I will reward myself with a smoothie or anything else that you really like, which ideally isn't ridiculously unhealthy like those bags of cheese puffs I mentioned. Ah, so good. And uh, I mean, I've done this with my, uh, actually with my workouts. So what I like to do in the morning um, is I like to work out, of course, and I attach to that the reward of getting a cup of coffee, which I enjoy. And so that's what I do. And so that that it excites me. I mean, I already have actually attached other rewards, which, uh, for example, that I'm going to feel awesome after the workout, that I'm going to be more awake and rejuvenated. But I also attach, in addition to those awesome things, the cup of coffee. So you can do that similarly. You can say, oh, you know, after my practice session, I'm going to treat myself to some dark chocolate or whatever you want. And what this will do is It'll get your brain to crave the reward and give you more motivation to get out of bed early and practice or and serve or, you know, just get out of the house and, and do what you need to do and stick to your practice sessions. Um, it's just an extra boost there for you and a, a trick that I really like to implement when I'm trying to be consistent about certain things. Another fun thing too that you can optionally do is attach an even bigger reward to if, uh, ultimately achieving your goal. So you, in addition to attaching little things to to staying consistent with each practice session, what you can do is say, oh, you know, if I'm able to hit the 10 kick serves in a row in three weeks, purchase that an Apple watch or a Samsung Galaxy watch um, that you've been eyeing for a while, or if I improve my service speed by 15 miles per hour in a month, Month, I'll, I'll purchase that MacBook Pro or Dell XPS, which are two laptops I've been looking at lately. So you can do something like that. Um, side note, why do MacBook Pros cost a fortune? It's ridiculous. Anyways, so that's another great tip that I enjoy. And you know, th- this isn't something I just made up. I mean, I love to obviously teach you all concepts that I have learned standing upon the shoulders of giants like my fantastic guests and through books that I read. And so this concept of the reward system is is from Charles Duhigg, and I'll link to a Lifehacker article and his book as well later on, but that's also at the sh- on the show notes page. It's tennisfiles.com slash 77. And so you definitely want to look into that article to get a, a, a more of a idea of what I'm talking about here. Um, he actually, his, his article is titled Form Better Habits with a Q Routine Reward System. So it's an excellent one there. But even if you don't somehow achieve your goal on time, by following the system above, you'll definitely... I think eventually reach it. And if not, you're going to improve your game by leaps and bounds. And uh, something really important too to keep you motivated and consistent is you have to keep in mind the why for why you are reaching for your goal and why you are improving. That'll really keep you going. So I'll give you an example here. So for me, improving my game is very important to me because I get a lot of enjoyment by being able to play better tennis, from improving, and from winning tennis matches. I really enjoy all that so much. And so I know that if I, for example, am able to develop a stronger second serve, I'll be able to achieve those things that I just mentioned. Therefore, it's really important for me to consistently practice my second serve. And, you know, if I keep in mind those reasons and why, how much they mean to me and why, then I'm going to be able to overcome the constant pull of 
of temporary pleasures and things like that of, oh, you know, it's, I'll, I'll, you know, cause in the, in the short run, sure. I'll derive more pleasure by eating a bag of, uh, of Doritos or something, but in the long term, I'm going to feel like junk versus long term. I'm, uh, by practicing, I'm going to feel healthier. I'm going to feel like I'm a more, better organized person. Like I'm more in control of myself. And that's what's called a compound effect. Like I mentioned, one of my favorite books lately, but, you know, making one small choice affects a whole host of things moving forward. So that's that's really important there. I also, I, I personally like to schedule my priorities in the morning. Um, so this, you know, you don't have to do this, but I like doing this because that means I can get them out of the way first thing in the day, feel great about myself, and and I can also focus on them with a fresh mind um, in the morning. Um, but again, this depends, this technique depends on what type of day you perform best and your schedule, of course. So this definitely varies, varies for everyone. But but uh, just to hammer out, you know, I myself used to wake up 10 minutes before I had to leave the house. And now I'm waking up about two and a half hours before I leave for work. Um, so what I personally do is I block out two hours in the morning, every morning before work to work on my priorities and get them finished. And for me, these priorities are generally to work on tennis files. So some days that'll be the podcast uh, that has frequently been the tennis summit, which is coming up soon again. Well, in a, in a couple months, I'll have more on that soon. I'll work on contacting guests, creating guides for you, maintaining the website, etc. And sometimes it's uh, I block it out for working out as well. But for you all, the blocking out um, this time could be, of course, to work on your game or on your fitness, etc. So you could try and experiment with, with uh, scheduling your practices and, and you're reaching your goals in the morning to feel great um, for the whole day, but it's totally up to you there. Just a kind of a recap of, of some of the tools that you can use here. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, my favorites, and they're very simple and they're all free, Google Spreadsheets, Google Calendar, and MindMeister. These are all excellent tools. MindMeister is to mind map your goals. So that's something that I enjoy. And you can go to tennisfiles.com slash mind map for that. And some books that I really enjoy are The Compound Effect that I mentioned earlier and uh, The One Thing and The Power of Habit. So these are all great books um, and those will be on the show notes page. And then as far as articles, uh, I've got my a couple of smart goal uh, articles for you. And within those articles, I believe at least one of them links to a smart goal guide. So I think I highly suggest that you download, that you uh, check that out and download it. So if you go to tennisfiles.com slash smart goals, all you have to do is go there and then click the button and, and then you can download the the smart goals guide and i think you'll have to give your first name and email there to sign up but again tennisfiles.com slash smart goals that's a different a great resource there that i've created for you and um the article on uh, from charles duhigg on q routine reward system that you want to check out so go to tennisfiles.com slash 77 for all that and that's about it so just to recap because i know it's 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 useful to have a little a recap after talking about all these concepts here so so first, evaluate how your 2018 went and and in particular, try to figure out um, what goals you didn't end up reaching and why. And then step two, set new goals and make sure they're smart goals, that they're specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. And then write that goal down in a notebook or a journal. Step four, plan a consistent schedule for achieving that goal. 
Step five, attach accountability to your goal through a coach, a fellow player, close friend, or loved one. Step five, track your progress. Do that through Google Sheets so that you, or, or another uh, program of your choice so that you know how you're doing and you can stare exactly what you're doing in the face. Step six, seek coaching and help and become a, a true student of the game so that you can push through any plateaus and sticking points. Step seven, attach a reward for sticking with your goal, whether uh, that's a, uh, a reward for each individual practice session and or reaching the ultimate goal itself and then some supplementary tips of uh, that you need to keep in mind the why for your improvement to keep you going and also optionally check uh, scheduling your priorities or your practices in the morning as well so I really do and I re I really do hope that you enjoyed this episode. I know that you all definitely love the interviews that that I do with some of the best uh, tennis experts and players in the world, but I know it, it's it's also great to just be able to speak to you individually at times and and to kind of give you more of my perspective on how to improve your game and how to approach the game and I really hope that this podcast episode on how to crush your goals in 2019 has been helpful. Um, I highly encourage you to follow the system that I outlined to be able to uh, reach as many goals as you can and to keep yourself consistent and accountable and to know uh, and track exactly what you're doing. And really would appreciate it uh, if you enjoyed this episode and others to subscribe to the Tennis Files podcast. And you can do that by simply hitting the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app to get every single podcast episode automatically downloaded to your smartphone and computer as soon as it's published so that you don't miss any episodes. So I highly encourage you again to subscribe to the podcast. Also, I'd like to leave you with a quote of the day, and this is by one of my favorite podcasters, Lewis Howes. And Lewis says, I have learned that champions aren't just born. Champions can be made when they embrace and commit to life-changing positive habits. Very relevant here, what Lewis is saying as far as implementing positive habits uh, into your lifestyle so that you can achieve all the goals that you'd like and reach the next level in your game and of course your life. Um, and side note, Lewis has a fantastic podcast called The School of Greatness that you should all check out. Um, he's actually interviewed Novak Djokovic and uh, Maria Sharapova on his show. So Lewis, hook it up, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, not, not really kidding. That would be great if you hooked it up. But anyways, uh, definitely have a listen to Lewis's show. It's really fantastic and inspiring and he interviews some great people on there as well. So if you have any questions about this episode or anything else, feel free to contact me as, as always at mirban at tennisfiles.com. That's M-E-H-R-B-A-N at tennisfiles.com. And I'll also be sending out a survey for Tennis Summit 2019, which as I mentioned, is an, uh, an online tennis conference. This will be the third one that I'll be hosting. I'm improving it each year. Really excited for it to bring you the, the best world-class tennis experts and coaches and, and gurus in the world to the conference. I've had some amazing people like Paul Anacone, who previously coached Sampras and Federer, Craig O'Shaughnessy, who's worked with Novak Djokovic and Dustin Brown and many other great players on strategy and 17-time Grand Slam champion Gigi Fernandez. 
and many incredible coaches, especially uh, primarily online ones like Ian Westerman from Essential Tennis, Will Hamilton from Fuzziola Balls, which is an incredible name. I love that. And more. So uh, I'll be sending, as I mentioned, a survey out and I really would appreciate it if you would fill out that survey. It, it's super short, super short. I think it's three questions, maybe um, two multiple choice and then one open ended. So that will really help me because I'm trying to decide what topic to have the summit be on. You know, the first year I did tennis techniques. So it was a tennis technique summit. Last year was tennis summit 2018. So it covered technique, strategy, fitness, the mental game, uh, and even tech. And so pretty much everything. So I just like to know what you want to hear about what parts of your game do you want to improve upon the most and how I can best help you by reaching out once again to these uh, incredible experts and asking them about the game and having them present to you on court or on slideshows, etc. So yeah, yeah, I would really love to hear what you think. And so yeah, that's actually it for this episode. I really appreciate so much your time and you tuning in, um, you know, with uh, allocating a, a substantial substantial chunk out of your day to listen to the podcast. Um, if you like this episode, please subscribe and also share the episode so that you along with players like you can break through your goals, crush your goals uh, coming up in 2019. So I wish you a very, very happy new year. Thanks so much for listening. And of course, my name is Mirban Aranchad, host of the Tennis Files podcast, and I will see you on the next episode of the podcast. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.